Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. I'm going to start with a, oh, it's great to be here today because my guest, Annie Larkin, she is always expressing herself with an ah, and I absolutely love it. So welcome to Aging Fearlessly this week. And my guest is Annie Larkin. And Annie is a personal stylist. She does personal branding. She's a personal image stylist and a corporate trainer. And that's what I love about Annie because... She knows as an ageing fearlessly person how much I love colour and style because it makes me feel good. So today our theme is called personal presence. Welcome Annie. Oh Karen, I am absolutely thrilled to be here. I know it's going to be a laugh today because I love the way you laugh and live life. So um, yeah, so thanks for coming in. I think our listeners today are going to get a real treat when it comes to talking about you know, personal branding and colour and style. And part of why I wanted to talk to you today is because at 50, many women and some men, they start to question their careers, their direction. The kids have gone, flown the coop. Um, They're Darby and Joan, home alone, some of them. And some of us, like me, are single. And we're just looking at ourselves going, a lot's changed in our lives. And gosh, I've got a few wrinkles in this, or I might be looking for a new career start. And you have to start with yourself. Would you agree? Absolutely, Karen. And and that's the thing. I meet a lot of men and women uh, over 50 who are going through that life transition. Um, the kids are late teens, early 20s, yeah, flowing the coop, perhaps. Yep, love that word. Gone. Gone. <laughs> that's it. And... Also, uh, a lot of men who are um, really concentrating on the careers, um, very career-driven, um, women as well. Um, I've met quite a few women and styled a lot of women that um, are in very high positions in their work um, and really making the most of their career now that they don't need to look after the kids, for example, um, or they are single and um, they've put their whole lives into their career and, and why not? But there gets to a stage where, hey, what about me? Um, mm-hmm. What about looking after myself, giving me some time to really develop who I am, really expressing my personality? Um, and what happens is, to be honest, we all have to wear clothes, all uh, of us. Well, yeah, I, last time I went out without any, I was nearly arrested. <laughs> That's it. Well, unless we live on a nudist colony, then... We don't... (laughs) My mind is ticking over there. Where's the nearest nudist colony that I could live? Well, that's it. I do recommend (laughs) clients to visit that if they are quite resistant to getting a new wardrobe, but... (laughs) Yes. 
I should really yeah partner up with a few um yeah a few nudist colonies. I could make a little bit of commission there. No, just kidding. <laughs> You'd be out of money and out of a job real fast. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, that's a reality. And uh, what happens is there needs to be some decisions because um, how we can transform our image and style is, and we and we also need to realise that. Um, we have a choice every morning as to what we wear, what we put on. And the easiest and quickest way for us to make that real impact um, within ourselves on our inside, the feeling that we have about ourselves and then how we outwardly express that is through what we wear. Mm. And, and we all have to realise that people judge us we judge others and others judge us, whether we like it or not or know it or not. Leads me to a question. And that I know there's statistics around this. How long does it take me to form an opinion of you on first meeting? Three seconds. Holy crap. Yes. <laughs> what forms that decision? And that's an interesting question because um, 55% of um, communication is through body language and 28% is through tonality so 7% is through words so we we actually um, communicate mainly through body language and that is through how we present ourselves our appearance our posture how we hold ourselves um, all of that then encompasses um, how we how we present ourselves when we meet someone, and why the theme is today personal presence is because you know those people that walk into a room and they just have that they command yes uh, quietly just, command quietly command so they don't necessarily have to be the the life of the party or you know e- you know the ego is oozing it's more they just have that that sense of being that is you know, authentic and in the moment, very mindful. Um, they also, they have that confidence, they inspire um, just their body language, their manners. There's just something about them that commands that presence and that energy. And presence is something that we can all learn. Well, Annie, I want to come back to presence. Mm. You chose a song, Crystallize. Yes. Why? I absolutely love the violin. Um, I think it's the most beautiful and powerful. Do you play? I don't. My grandmother um, played. She was um, in the orchestra in Brisbane and my auntie does. If I had my time again, um, I would love to learn the the piano. I actually learnt the piano, but I should have learnt the violin. But um, it's never too late. but the, the reason I chose this is an American, um, she's 30 years old, she's a world-renowned um, violinist, but she's also a dancer, so her video clips is her playing the violin while she dances. Oh, beautiful. So um, if you Google crystallize... Um, Lindsay Sterling, and it's Lindsay with an S-E-Y. Yes. And just while we're on that, my favourite instrument, and I did start to learn it one day, the saxophone, the sexy sax. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, Annie, I love your expressions. I'm going to play Crystallise. Perfect. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website rnb.org.au. 
www.abc.org.au. I'm speaking with Annie Sophia Larkin. I've used your middle name and all, Annie, because I just love the ring of it. We were talking about posture and when someone walks into the room and commanding presence. And as you know, I'm a real posture buff. Mm. I I just love posture because it makes me feel... Um, well, it does make me feel confident. And when I'm standing up straight, I find it also very relaxing in the way I breathe and mm. not closed in. Mm, I agree, yes. And that's the thing. I think a lot of us um, unconsciously... Uh, Almost, um, not, I mean, slouch, yes, because of, um, you know, what we do, but I think it's more um, that almost apologetic. Um, mm, that's a good way of putting it, it is. Yes, yeah. So I think, I mean, and as ocean swimmers, I'm yeah. acutely aware of needing to open up my chest, um, you know, because I want we a are... fine looking chest. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. Karen, I... I could say the same thing about you, <laughs> being a fellow mermaid. At oh, all. yeah, I'm a I'm a little bit more um, I'm a bit more worldly because I've got a few years on you, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a worldly mermaid. <laughs> but remember the day, um, like June Daly Watkins, the um, oh yeah. etiquette and decorum. The I sat opposite her in a wedding about three years ago. Yes, <gasps> and the, you know the book on the head and. Um, I don't. I just. I. I really love the idea that um, the finishing school um, for gentlemen as well. I think it's actually it's it's a lost art. I went to a, a public school in the eastern suburbs, and it it wasn't a very posh school. My father used to say it was the finishing school for young ladies. Once you've been there, you were finished. <laughs> <laughs> and, I love that. Oh, just it was a, a little quirky in family joke, but we all survived and we all did well. Annie, um, what are the challenges that women have when they come to you? You know, especially those over fifties. Yes. So there's a, a variety of reasons. Um, feeling yeah invisible. Um, body shape has changed significantly. Um, not knowing where to shop, mm-hmm. um, the the fashion and the shops today are built towards, um, you know, the younger generation or there seems to be a gap um, then or the, you know, sort of 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, they, so they don't want to look old, but they don't want to dress as though they're 20 anymore. There's also the um, idea of um, women coming to me because they feel their husbands don't look at them anymore. Um, A lot of career women um, really wanting to stamp their authority at work. Um, They see uh, the younger generation coming through. Yeah, I find this too at work, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it's interesting because I know um, a lot of younger folk are also feeling threatened. They they actually take it upon themselves because they they know that they they are acutely aware that they perhaps are managing people that are you know been in careers for decades. So they're um, well experienced at their jobs. That's the over fifties. Yeah. Yes. So and these younger um, you know university leaving but very tech savvy, for example. Yes, so they have skills that uh, the older um, generation don't have. Yeah, I say they're not scared to press a button (laughs) where the over 50s, and I don't put myself in that category anymore because I've Mm. had to, yes, the over 50s, 
But mm-hmm. I'm not. I am. I'm not scared to press a button because I've done it so often now. Exactly. But unless you're doing it regularly, you don't. But yes. Yeah, so go back to the. Yes. There's also. Um, there's also um, people, women especially, that see someone with a personal brand that they admire. Uh, so, for example, I had someone in the um, a public figure who looks at someone like uh, Clover Moore, for example. She's got a very, very strong personal brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think of Clover Moore, you think of, um, you know, for example, her appearance. So you think of bright colours, mm-hmm. um, you know, choker necklace. Styled hair. Styled hair. And someone with a strong personal brand, it's polarising. They're unapologetic. Um, they're very self-assured. They... Um, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also, again, with the personal presence in line with that, they wear their values, they wear their unique qualities. Oh, I like, I like those thoughts, the way you yes. express that, yeah. Yeah, they wear their vision. They wear their superpowers. So they present all of that together in an image that they make, you know, they feel um, self-assured. They feel they are expressing their true selves. Um, and if people don't like it, then that's fine. Yeah. And really, it's for each of us to capture our own personal brand. Yes, exactly. And that's, I do um, uh, an exercise, that is the first step before I take anyone on the style journey, is um, developing um, their personal brand or their personal presence. And the very first step is looking at their values, their vision, their unique qualities, um, mm. and, and coming up with a well-rounded um, feeling and sense of who they are and who they want to express their best qualities. And then you move down to how to present that. And then from that, how, what image do you want to express? What clothes do you want to wear? What makeup do you want to wear? So it's, it's actually not just, you know, look in their wardrobe, go shopping. It's actually a, a strategic, um, a strategic um, formula that we, we go through. It's science. It is a, sci- a science for success, if I could. Mm, I, I like just... that, a science for success. Yes, and, and that's it. It's, it's basically, um, you know, the easiest and quickest way to make that impact in those first three seconds is through image and style because we make split decisions about someone um, based on gut instinct. Mm. Um, so... And I'm guilty of making those decisions and sometimes... Well, I have learnt now to go, stop, Karen. You do not know this person. Take the psychology out of what's just led you to that opinion Mm. and let's get to know them. Exactly. That's it. But that that has to be conscious. That has to be conscious. And the thing is, this is not an an ego, you know, centric, you know, service or... it's It's a reality, that we do make judgments. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, look at the, the facts. And it's a visual. The nonverbal is so um, powerful and we have to accept that. So why not uh, take the opportunity and make the choice to um, in, you know, engage and express who we really are through self-expression, through image, through style? We have to go to a song, but I want to mention Michelle Obama. Oh, Talk about strong personal brand and oh. presence. <gasps> I know. It's um, – and 
you know, in that role, she just shone and she was really very humble. She is very humble. Mm. She's not someone that, well, I would say has tickets on themselves Mm. (laughs) if that's an expression I can use, but she she just oozes style and commands attention. Absolutely. And that's before she even opens her mouth or, you know, without knowing. It wouldn't matter her credential. You know, she's such a successful, um, you know, academic and successful in her career in her own right. But even her facial expressions, like she's got such an open and warm face. Yep. Her eyes, her smile. And her values. Oh, Exactly. She lives and breathes her values. Annie, the song you've chosen is Styling. Yes, super styling. Yes. Uh, This is by Groove Armada. Um, I saw them live when I lived in London many moons ago. Um, But, I mean, who wouldn't love a song called Super Styling? We're going to play it. Um, I might cut this short because it is... Over six minutes long. So oh. if I find a place and we can come back and talk, I'll, um, we'll cut back to you. Beautiful. Welcome back. You're listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen on 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. I'm with Annie Larkin talking about personal presence. Before the break, before the song, we were talking about Michelle Obama and her personal style and how she just commands a room because of the way she stands, her posture, her clothing, her facial mannerisms, etc. And during the break, I was just talking to Annie about men and in particular Australian men. Yes, there seems to be a perception, a a cultural um, blockage there about um, men um, feeling as though concentrating on their image or how they dress or their style is unmanly, Um, you know, egotistical. They don't want to be paid out by their mates, you know. So, I mean, how come the Italians and the Europeans can do it? But I find a lot of Australian men are um, not receptive to the idea of concentrating on changing up their image. But the men that – and I think, I think why can't they? Why, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with them, you know, having a bit of me time, having a little bit of looking inwards and going, hey, I want to um, express myself. What's wrong with that? I think um, – I believe a lot of men that decide to go down this journey – are very um, are very receptive, are very keen, and they they throw themselves into the opportunity. Um, but to actually get them to make that decision is a lot more challenging than it is. For it's almost them. like you have to put a lead on them and drag them in, you know, yes. bit by bit with a rope or a lead, and say, "Come with me, I can help you." Exactly. I think um, you know we also. Where we are, there's such a, a surf culture in Australia as well. And some men find it really hard just to get out of their everyday daggy clothes, as I call their beach gear. Yes. Yet I see some fantastically great-looking men in their over 50s and 60s mm. um, who really know how to wear a T-shirt or mm. and show their physiques. They look after themselves and the pants they wear, the shoes they wear... Mm. 
And yeah, do you want to make um Yes, and that's a, yeah, that's a really good point. Is it doesn't take much. Um, men have less choice. Um, in a way, women are, it's it's a lot more confusing. Um, there's a lot more choice with clothing, especially when you have to put it in a bag and take it overseas. Oh goodness, we could do a whole show on travel packing and yep. uh, <laughs> the challenges that has. But with um, men, you know, why not invest in a really great pair of shoes or a really great shirt? Um, because there's less choice, and it really makes such an impact um, when they they wear those pieces that it doesn't need to be um, and it doesn't need to be the most expensive piece or it's just more about dressing with your body shape and in in a way I find a lot of men um, their the fit of clothes is not correct it's often too big too baggy Um, so but there's ways even if you have a, a challenging body shape it's like women. There's there's ways to get around it and to enhance your best features. Mm. Um, so and it's all about the fabrics as well. Um, but yeah, with men, there's such opportunity there. Um, mm. I love a man that um, love seeing a man that has a really nice jacket and mm. a collar and you know a little shirt or a t-shirt underneath that. Mm. You know, they go out, they've just got a pair of jeans and nice, a nice shoe and just that jacket and even a bit of an accessory scarf. Oh, exactly. I'm all about accessorising and it's not just for women. I, I'm a, I absolutely love pocket squares. Um, you can really ignite your personality through something as simple as a, a little pocket square out of your... Oh, I never think about that one. Yeah. Yeah, a jacket doesn't need to be just a jacket. It can be, you know, a playful or a sophisticated piece of um, clothing when you add a little pocket square. Um, It doesn't just have to be the watch. What about if you wear glasses, if you wear spectacles? Why not make that your secret weapon? Uh, Why don't you go and buy like five or six pairs of, you know, you don't Mm. have to spend a fortune, but of of frames. You can change it up with colours and patterns. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm really loving the spectacle. It's a secret weapon of accessorising, I say now. Do you have any funny stories about working with men? Oh, look, there's there's a few, but there's one in particular – I there's a, a client who um, has his own business and he was losing contracts to his competitors who were charging three times as much and it's because he uh, had to present, had to pitch and, and he knew he didn't look the part. So his, um, the people he was pitching to obviously made that judgment within the first seven seconds and, um, and he thought, well, I need to change up my image to make sure I look the part. He, he wore baggy clothes. Um, he hid his body shape uh, with clothing. And I decided, well, we need to get the fit right here. And he is, he's in desperate need for a pair of skinny jeans. So I um, put him in the change room. I grabbed a pair of skinny jeans, which I thought was the right size. Um, he tried them on um, and I could just hear him in this change room going, Annie, Annie, these are definitely too small. I can't even fit them over my thigh. And I said, <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll run and get the, the next size up. But he was taking ages and ages. And I said, what, are you okay? And he said, oh, I've got them stuck around my ankle. He couldn't, he couldn't pull the last bit off. <laughs> from around his ankle bone and I said can I come in and I came in and he was he was sweating and he was was so um overcome and he sat on the stool and I ended up 
crouching down and yanking and yanking this pair of skinny jeans from around his ankle to try and get them off. And this went on for quite a while and I was trying to push his ankle <laughs> underneath oh the goodness. fabric. Um, but I eventually yanked and yanked so much that I um, pulled them off, fell backwards onto the change room. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and the, the lady, the sales assistant, um, said, what is going on in there? <laughs> <laughs> Behind closed doors. That's it. Did you eventually get pants to fit him? Absolutely. Did and, he feel confident? Oh, my goodness. He actually um, got in touch um, six to 12 months later. I always check in with clients, but... Um, he um, he said, oh, you wouldn't believe like, my business is um, – he's winning contracts. Of course, it's not just the clothing. What it did was create that feeling of confidence. So it's all about the feeling. The clothes are, are like a vessel, uh, and once he felt confident in himself – then he was able to go forth and really nail those pictures. Um, and also he got a new LinkedIn photo. He um, was able to feel um, that he wanted to present his, his self. Um, and, and that was, I believe, through something as simple as of, um, working on his image and um, getting a wardrobe that he, he loved and felt comfortable in. Well, you've got to love that. Skyrim. Oh, I know. So this is my next track. It's also um, a violin-heavy song. I I love this. It is all confidence, all power. It's German lyrics. I put this on when I'm about to go into uh, like a presentation or I want to feel really confident. It just gets me going. Okay. <laughs> so Skyrim. Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. I'm talking about personal presence today with Annie Larkin and I wanted to touch on the number of divorced and single people, men and women, in their over 50s and styling for them. Yes. Annie. Yes, look, and that's a massive um, chunk of my business, um, styling for, um, yeah, dating websites, like creating a profile. Oh, yes. the Harmony Queen, huh? Yes. Tinder. A, mm. a bit of that. And how important is it, especially, for example, Tinder, talk about um, making a snap decision. Oh, my God, swipe. Probably less than three seconds. Mm. Um, no time to read the profile or even let alone have a conversation with them. It's, it's literally your photo. Judgment plus... I've got my hand up, Annie, because I am a massive swiper. I'm not mm. on Tinder or eHarmony right now, but mm. I see some photos and obviously I'm looking for men. Mm. Um, I, I wonder, like, do you really mm. think that photo mm. is going to entice a woman to look at you? <laughs> to look twice? It's, it. There's horror albums that you can create um, with the t- <laughs> horror albums. Yep. Yes, it's it's quite extraordinary, really, and uh, I think that's that's a a big issue. Is there's 
you know, what, 50% of marriages end in divorce. There is a lot of divorcees um, in Sydney, uh, in on the northern beaches, absolutely. Um, and the thing is, uh, it's so important for them to, they're transitioning out of, um, you know, giving themselves to the marriage to then um, reinventing themselves, working out who are they, what do they value, what, what are their vision, you know, what do they like? What do they don't like? So there's a period of time where um, there's a real self um, inwards reflection. And then what then usually happens is after um, a period of time, whether it's um, a few months, a few years, they're then ready to go forth and say to the world, hey. And conquer. Go forth and conquer. Oh, conquer. And whether that's, you know, looking for a partner, um, looking for a a new community. A career. A career, absolutely. Uh, So there's a massive shift there. And what a perfect time to then look at how you want to aesthetically present yourself, present your personality, um, your newfound, um, uh, yeah, your newfound sort of um, The newfound you, presence. A picture says a thousand words, huh? Oh, we love that. We love <laughs> We just throw that one around and it's so true. Uh, with with um, divorcees especially is um, there tends to be an element of working through the grieving process. Um, I see grief um, on a daily basis when I work with clients and it's a grieving process that could literally, uh, the seven stages over an hour, I see it all before me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or there's periods of change when I work with clients over a few months. Um, there's a definite shift. Um, there's you know denial. There's um, trying to reason. Um, your resistance to change. Um, it's a very emotional and a very personal service. It's a very um, you know I feel like a therapist uh, a lot of the time because um, it's really listening to people and it's really um, understanding their their challenges that they have and then how to then bring that out and be able to express themselves. So uh, I think with divorcees and people going through that massive shift and change, it's something that, you know, needs to be um, held and it needs to be um, nurtured and it's something that may take a bit of time to um, reinvent yourself. Mm. But, uh, and finding new friendships and communities is uh, a challenge in itself. Oh. I mean, like you and I know, um, we're involved in some great communities and the support for us is fabulous mm-hmm. and nurturing and caring and there's so many of us in the same situation. Yes. So we're, we're very fortunate to find that, but some people need to find that as well. They do and, and it does take time and it takes courage and it takes courage to, um, you know, have this um, realisation that, hey, I do want to change. I do want to have a transformation within myself. And everything is about courage. There's courage, there's confidence. Uh, all of these words and all of these feelings come into um, self-expression. And what better way to self-express but through something as simple as the clothes you put on every morning. Yeah, I look, I can't agree more. And for single women like myself, again, I mean, I have the confidence now. I didn't always have that confidence. Mm. Um, But there's a lot of single women who have never married 
and mm. who don't have children, mm. and we're another another um, area completely. Oh my goodness! A lot of my clients are um, in their late forties, fifties that uh, have never married and don't have kids, and I think they feel. Um, like the forgotten uh, in society um, when politicians talk about, you know, working families and everything's geared towards families. Well, we don't get many tax breaks being single. That's a good point. In fact, I was talking to a friend last night and he went on a holiday to Bali and there's a single, like you have to have pay more to get a yeah, single. Yeah, you do, to get a single room. I mean, uh, what, it's you should be actually, single supplement, they call it. Yes, you should actually be, you know, paid for <laughs> or, you know, given, given extra, um, yeah, given an extra service or discount because you are, you know, not using as many um, the facilities and, um, you know, things like that. So, you know, why is society built around, you know, family, like having kids? And I think, you know, Australian, you know, we're from, you know, the Anglo-Saxon, we are British um, heritage, essentially. Um, and, you know, marriage and what's expected of you. Um, well, I think that society is in a massive, massive change oh, right now. We could definitely. go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it is in, in a state that we've never seen before. Yeah. And... You know, I could be called a spinster, which is the word in the English language. There's two words I hate, and that's one of them. Um, that word spinster. A bachelor, you're revered. Oh. A spinster. Oh. Put the old maid hat on. <laughs> it's a terrible word. It is. But we're in a stage of looking at gay marriages mm. and, and celebrating mm. um, same-sex marriage and partnerships, single people, couples, divorced there are, is such a mix these days. Oh, it's an absolute melting pot. And that's what I love so much is um, working with a variety of people from different backgrounds and cultures and uh, a lot of gay, um, a lot of the gay community, a lot of gay men um, that, uh, yeah, really want to self-express themselves and um, a lot of, yeah, absolutely a lot of women um, career, like we put all the energy into their career. Um, but now it's like, hey, I want to look after myself. Annie, we only have time for one more song because I still want to talk to you about mm. cost and colour because Perfect. we're talking about fashion and sometimes people go, I'm going to have to spend a fortune. Mm. Let's just have one more song and then we can round up today with Perfect. cost and colour. So your song is When the Lights went down. <laughs> this is Claire Bodich, an Australian singer-songwriter. I made, um, I used to make beautiful accessories from eelskin leather, um, Victorian era inspired, and um, I gave one to her and she ended up wearing it for a photo shoot in Rolling Stone magazine oh. and also on the Aria red carpet. So as you can imagine, I, um, I use that to my advantage um, in my you own PR. You would use anything to your <laughs> advantage, Annie. Claire Bowditch. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. 
Annie, there's so many things that we could talk about today. I wanted to mention cost. We're talking about wardrobes and fashion and um, coaches for, Mm. you know, styling personal branding. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing, Karen, it doesn't need to cost a fortune, um, working with all budgets. Um, And the thing is what often happens is um, when we do a wardrobe edit, looking at the clothes and realising that actually we can mix and match these to create exciting new outfits with what you've got and we don't need to spend a thing or we might need to just get the odd accessory just to really enhance it. But um, it's more about seeing what you've got, whether we can um, reinvent it. Uh, and what's interesting is we, you know, there's a culling pile. There, there might be an alteration pile. Uh, and the culling pile, it's amazing, like five to ten garbage bags full of clothes that don't serve them anymore for a variety of reasons, but thousands and thousands of dollars worth of often unused clothes with the labels still on. Annie, you, you talked about alterations. I bought a dress about eight years ago at the market down in Manly. And I paid $150. It was a beach dress, but mm. I loved it. Mm. I probably paid a centre wear because I've worn it so many times. The fabric's got so thin. Just last week, I took it to the um, dry cleaner and said, can you cut the top off this dress and put elastic in? It's the most beautiful, like, it's almost like an Aboriginal print skirt mm. that I can wear a really nice top with. I'm taking it overseas with me. It cost me $25 to have it cut down and I'll get another 10 years out of that skirt. See, isn't that interesting, Karen? Um, A, because autumn colours and earthy tones is perfect for your complexion. But B, is if you absolutely love it, whatever the cost was, just take it to get it altered. Yes, alterations can sometimes be a little bit pricey. I mean, twenty five dollars. It wasn't bad. It's only elastic, but you know. But still, if that's going to give longevity to the you know outfit, that word. yeah, yep. that one. Yes. Um, well, why not? Why not get uh, it altered? Yeah. And and the same with men and the fit. Oh my goodness! Just take it to the tailor and get it taken in. Yeah, it, 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 and you know, there's so many places that do that now. Mm. Um, simple tailoring and. I used to be a sewer, but I got rid of my machines because it's just, I haven't got time and it's better for them to do it. Annie, very, very quickly, um, I want to mention colour. Oh, look, Karen, that could be a whole other show. And I mean, I would absolutely love to um, be invited back on. I'll just invite myself. Oh, yeah, because you and I are colour queens. I love colour. Yes. So can we do that again another time? Because we are running out of time and I have a couple of other things that I... I want people to know where to find you. Well, I know, and that that's um, very important as well. With the colour, it is uh, it is probably the number one tool that um, over fifties can utilise to really make that impact. Colour psychology um, affects mood, um, not just for yourself but for others that see you. It's what you see when you wake up in the morning, open your eyes. We live and breathe colour, whether we know it or not. So it is imperative that we have. Full session on colour, and okay. I'd love to come back. So, if people want to find you, what's your website? My website's www.anniesophia.com, and my email, annie at anniesophia.com, and Facebook is Personal Presence with Annie Sophia. Okay, well, Annie, you're definitely going to come back probably next month. So, um, I'm I'm just so happy with today. So, thank you for coming along. 
And thanks to the listeners for tuning in again today to Aging Fearlessly because I absolutely love bringing you the amazing guests um, to this program and this time. And now for my farewell for this week and to the wonderful song by Nick Howard. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, ageing is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Let's go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Time to waste. Gotta go get the most out of time. Don't be afraid. Like this treasure that you've got to find, baby. Don't be shy. Let's go and take that ride. Taste the sweet and the spice. Everything. Let your heart be alive, baby, just let your heart come alive, honey, let your heart be alive.